Hey, and welcome to Digital Noir Presents, the podcast loosely based around life in a digital studio. We had a great guest on this week, Jenny Lowe of Advance SA. She's been working in Parliament for 10 years, and we had a chat about local politics, how social media affects the political landscape, and a bunch of interesting stuff. Enjoy. The way that I work, essentially, is that we get... Um, usually we get legislation over from the House of Assembly because I work for a member of um, the Legislative Council. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it it just kind of sits there until they tell us that we're ready. So I have to prepare basically for everything. Um, they try and make it a little e- easier for us by sending out what's called a priority list at the end of each uh, sure. sitting week where they say, look, we're going to look at items 7, 2 and 10 in that order. That doesn't always work out, but yeah. I work towards 7, 2 and 10. Um, and yeah, just a lot of the stuff that they have put as a priority is very new, which means that we have to consult with stakeholders. We have to uh, read the bill and make sure that we understand it and if we have any problems with it and, and yeah. also consult with stakeholders about that. We have to get a briefing from the government to ask any questions that we have. And all of that takes a lot of time. Mm. Meetings take a lot Sounds of time. Sounds like a crazy web of communication. Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound that yeah. dissimilar from what we do, though, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, putting together like a you know, software project. Yeah. And that pro- you know, it's a yeah. lot of that discovery phase and, and consulting Scoping with stakeholders. Yeah. And, yeah, communication. And having yeah. those meetings mm. and being like, no, point one, point four, point one is not, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's a long process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's really difficult because you've got so many people that are involved. You've got some things that members of the public are involved in. There are um, things that local government is involved in. You've got stakeholders such as you know the MBA or the RAA and um, whatever the issue is. People have different. Mm interests and um you know we i came in overnight one day and there were 250 emails from people that were saying no we're post um (laughs) decriminalization of sex work which is fine that's their right it's great um that people are getting involved but it also creates a lot of work for us because we then Mm -hmm. go through them all and see what the argument is yeah sure yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. do you find like a lot of miscommunication as well when that happens when you have like all these different stakeholders like people kind of Seeing things in different ways. Um, I guess it's not miscommunication because everybody has their point of view, which is great. We might not agree with it, but we'll Mm. at least give everybody a hearing, which I think is the only fair thing to do. Um, It does get confusing sometimes. Most, I I can say I've worked here, well, I've worked with my, my boss for 10 years and in 10 years, there's been a handful of times where we haven't been able to meet in the middle. Most of the time, oh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah, most of the time people are quite reasonable. They might lose out oh, on okay, this, sure, but they'll yeah. win, win on something else. Um, and that's fine. And people don't usually hold a grudge because yeah, yeah. Uh, they know that that's the nature of politics. Yeah. Um, so only, only a, a handful of times have I been so frustrated that nobody is budging on yeah. anything. <laughs> and so you... What happens yeah. in those cases? You just have to make a decision. Yeah. You just have to, yeah, and hope that it's right. Mm. Mm. Educated guess. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like, so if you wake up and there's 250 emails in your inbox, mm. are you responding to all of them or are you just sort of, you know, actually you know, looking at them each individually and taking it on its merit? I am very lucky that we get a trainee and <laughs> it's um, <laughs> personal development. Yeah. So we, we usually, to be honest, we usually have a standard response that we would sure. send to, to people saying, thanks for your view. Mm-hmm. Um, and if John has come to a position on that matter, yep. then he, we say he is supporting it, he's not supporting it, um, or, you know, whatever the case may be. If, it, if it's something that we haven't decided on, then we say, well, we'll take what you've said into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, when, when it comes time to decide, a decision has to be made. You can't keep everyone happy, unfortunately. Sure. Mm-hmm. So just to jump back a step, so that's John Darley, um, who you've been working with for yes. a while now? Yeah, for 10 years. Wow. Cool. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Long service. I never thought <laughs> I'd get it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How long is that? Is it like, do you actually get like 13 weeks or something? Uh, I, I actually don't know. I've got, <laughs> I've got a lot of leave banked up from 10 oh, nice. years. Um, yeah, Take I don't one think, massive trip. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they allow that in the, pub, um, oh, in the public no, yeah. um, no, sector we're, we're anymore, the private David's sector. David's been on holiday this week. 
like just for that exact reason. <laughs> <laughs> Force him to go. You've been told to, <laughs> to go. Yeah. So um, John has. Well, I, I often jokingly threaten and say, "You do realise that I could just go on a holiday for six months." He said, "No, because I won't prove it." So <laughs> <laughs> um, and so. Um, You've just formed a new party at mm-hmm. Nice SA. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a bit more about that. So um, we we formed a, a very, very small party. Uh, John is the only member of Advance SA, but mm-hmm. essentially we're a centralist party. We mm-hmm. have always, even when John was an independent, looked at all the merits of an issue um, mm-hmm. based on our discussions with people, mm-hmm. uh, experts or even just lay people, because I think it's important not to just take the experts the experts don't always know what's best they 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 Mm -hmm. may they may know um a lot about the issue but they may not be in touch with what the community wants um so it's important to to listen to to everybody so advances a is a centralist party we look at all the um the details of bills as they come through yeah um and um yeah basically it was formed because um there, there was somebody who expressed an interest in um, forming a party with John okay. and John thought well why not it's good to have this person on board uh, so we did that person was Peter Humphreys he ran yep. at the last election we weren't successful but we knew it was going to be a really hard slog and it was a really dirty election <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the worst that I've I've seen in my experience why? Oh, oh just it was I, I don't know if everybody just suddenly found buckets of money yeah, around okay. everywhere oh, okay. and it was just everywhere it seemed to be relentless like just on the tv all the time and i even even said to um some of the guys i said you're going too hard you need to back (laughs) off a little bit because people they become desensitized to it and and it seemed to it seemed to start off quite early in Mm. the piece Mm -hmm. right way before the election was even called which only happens if you have money to do it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I find it very frustrating because, I mean, I, I like listening to policy and I like actually, you know, sort of, I suppose, mm. the, the, the core of what it's about as opposed to just the mudslinging and the kind mm. of, you know, yay or nay, you know, which is kind of what politics comes down to a <laughs> yeah. lot in Australia. It's kind of the, you know, pork crows kind of mentality yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, as opposed to seeing that nuance in the grey areas yeah. that exist on every, you know, mm. topic. And look, I am 100% with you. I've been in this game for 10 Ten years, I can't stand the politics. I can't. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy mm. to the point where I, I um, often negotiate with other um, advisors, sure. and I say to them, "Look, we know where we're going to land on this. Yeah, yeah. Can't we just land on that?" And they say, "No, my boss wants us to ask you to see if you're going to budge." And I say, "Well, you know, yeah. we're not going to budge. You know, yeah. I know that you're not going to budge, and we know this is where we'll land." Just move on. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yep. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you imagine a career in politics? Or never. Okay. Never. I, I really fell into it, and. Um, I'm really, I'm really glad that I did because okay. I, I believe I have a short attention span yeah. and this way we learn a little bit about everything, yeah. which is great. So sure. um, some of the things that I've learned over the last few years, so we, we did Outlaw Motorcycle Gangs for the first, mm-hmm. okay. um, yeah, first major piece of legislation that I, I went to, my first briefing. I remember it distinctly because they used so many acronyms and I was just sitting there just frantically trying <laughs> to scribble things yeah. down. I had no idea what was going on, yeah. but I was like, okay, it'll make sense later. It it did, but that's <laughs> that, that was difficult. So we've done that. We've done work cover, completely overhauled the Planning Act, um, plastic bags, so getting okay. rid of plastic bags, which I know oh, is, a, cool. yeah, is yeah. an issue mm. at, the, at the moment because other states are looking into it and there's sure. a lot of pressure for... Uh, to eliminate single-use plastic. Um, So I I say I'm not an expert in anything, but Mm. I am a really good generalist. Mm. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Do you enjoy that process of jumping into something quite deep, you know, for a short period of time and kind of, you know, getting into it and then moving on to something else? Yeah, I do. I love it. Me too. It it does depend on what it is. I I attended a briefing today about um, payroll tax exemptions. Yeah. Great. But then I opened up 
the bill, what they're going to present in Parliament, because often it's it's all the wording in the bill sure. um, that makes the difference. And it was just full of mathematical formulas. Oh. And I was like, oh, I, I can't do no, this now. Yeah. I need to <laughs> sit down and devote a few hours to this to make mm. sure that I understand that's it. That's the new legislation that came through as, as a promise from Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yep, sure. yep. So that's, um, that's coming through Parliament. So we could say no. Sure. Unlikely we're going to say no. <laughs> Very unlikely we're going to say no. But, um, yeah, we... we we could, and this I find this happens all the time where it's in the media and they say, Oh, we're going to do this, yeah. And it's like, Well, no, it might not work out that way because you've got to convince an entire parliament that okay, it's sure. going to, mm. to, to yeah. be okay first. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's so an a interesting lot of the time, process. it just yeah, doesn't work out then as well. Um, the broad concept works out, and you often fight about little things, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I think the reality of the situation is that you know, I think the, the, the promise of our government is, is good, right? Like we have locally elected members that should be representing whatever constituency we're in mm. that we have a, you know, we can vote for. But mm. then the reality of, it, of the sort of upper levels doesn't turn out that I way. I know. And isn't it, I was having this conversation with someone. I think it's so weird that Australia is a country that's built on migrants and I'm going to get a little political here but <laughs> it's 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 a country that's built on migrants yeah. and yet we've got this um, government that is and opposition mm. that's so anti migrant anti anti refugee sure. and yet we're the people that are voting for these men that support this policy and it's like yeah. how are you still getting voted in when there's so much outrage out there mm. how are you getting the votes to be able to, to like very strongly, both sides are saying we want to lock people up if they, you know, if they come. We don't want people to jump mm-hmm. the queue. Um, I, I just, I don't understand it. I think a lot of it comes back to, from what I can see anyway, is that is that the pork crows mentality. It's, you know, people are, people grew up and think I'm a I'm a labour voter. I'm a, mm. I'm a yeah, sure. voter, and, and they just get yeah. super tribal about it. Mm. Yeah, it gets yeah. tribal, and you know, so uh, the last federal election i think i you know, sent out one of those facebook uh, polls where you could just basically look at policy and it t- sort of told you where you sat mm. you know and gave it to people who i know are staunch labor voters who are staunch liberal voters and everybody basically ends up as greens you know like <laughs> yeah. in, in our kind of in our age <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah because you know that yep. on paper the policies are yeah if you actually read through the policies there's some of the you know liberal policies you'd be like no i, mm. I, don't, I don't agree with mm. that or labor mm. um but then they see that and they go nah nah yeah, it's it's, it's really it's interesting. Odd. It is odd, but I think it's also because a lot of people are disengaged yeah. with no, the process. Sure. Um, yeah, I feel sure. that it's not very exciting. Mm. Um, people see all the argy bargy of just mudslinging, and they they just wish that people would grow up and do their jobs. Yeah, but I think yeah. at the same time, people respond yeah like really well to that. Like, I mean, that's why they do it, right? Like all that mudslinging and drama. <sighs> Do, do people respond? I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I don't personally at all, but I mean, I'm, I feel like that must be the reason. But they not do on it. a deep level, they respond in kind of a shallow level, potentially, yeah, yeah. you know. So, yeah. like you said, I mean, if it's all like, you know, my team versus your team, then yeah. it is pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I mean, are you probably sitting with, I suppose, three, I don't know, maybe four fairly disaffected? <laughs> like, I mean, I sort of went through my time of becoming politicized and then kind of have moved mm-hmm. out of it, I think, as well. Like, I, at election time, I might look at it for a bit, but it's not something mm-hmm. that I really think about. And I, you know, as a small business owner, I look at things and then, you know, I look into the, so I looked into the, some of the stuff, you know, at the last election and none of it, you know, it didn't really impact me that much. You know, they're, they're probably not the big issues that I'm concerned with personally. So you do start becoming a bit disaffected. So obviously and a big question, but what, what do I we mean, do to change that? I have my own theory on this mm. in that in Australia, we are incredibly lucky Sure. We don't want for anything. Like I'm not saying that there are everybody's on easy street. Oh, I know people are, are struggling, but if you don't have a job, we have Centrelink yeah. and they'll mm-hmm. give you money. You're you're highly unlikely to be out on the streets. In other countries, they don't have that. So the drive to do well and to succeed maybe is a little bit more sure. and they're probably more engaged because everything that happens affects them whereas in australia yeah, we sure. all know subconsciously when we're not going to to end up in a really terrible way mm. like we're, we're really lucky in that respect mm. and it's not until you you travel touch you wood. go overseas yeah touch, <laughs> touch wood you travel you go overseas and you you see how some of the other countries operate mm. that you you sit back and go we're really lucky yeah. and and that's why you don't have people on the streets you know demanding blood from our politicians sure. because mm. 
um, you know, ultimately everyone's going to be kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. We're not having the military come in and, and storm our houses and take away our children or slaughter our men. Or So, yeah, we're, we're very lucky. Yeah, it's, I mean, I lived over in, in Europe for a bit. UK, which, you know, isn't, isn't then, you know, they don't really get up in the streets, but France and Spain, I spent some time in, and, and they're much more politicised, especially sort of the younger generations, and, and we'll get out in the streets and, mm. and have their voice heard. Or, or in Thailand, you know, Nick's Thai, but, um, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people get out in the streets and they're protesting all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're very, very lucky here, you know. Mm. People, you know, in, in um, Thailand especially, you know, when you get older, I mean, you don't have pension, you don't have, you know, super... I mean, you do have super, but it's not very good. <laughs> but yeah, like pretty much when you get older, you you most people end up with nothing, and then you know you, you have to kind of ask your children to support you. Yeah, mm. or or you have to plan for it. You know exactly. that that's what's going to happen, mm. so you have to plan for it. Mm. Whereas here, we try and plan for it, but if it all goes really pear shaped, mm-hmm. there's still the pension. It's mm, not exactly. it's not amazing. Mm. You're not mm. going to be living a glamorous life, mm-hmm. but you can just manage. Mm. And we've we've heard of some really terrible um, instances where people are left with. $30 at the end after they've paid their um, bills and, mm, and everything right. like that. that mm. That's not at all glamorous, but yeah. they have a roof over their head. Mm. Mm. So some of the stuff that we, um, you know, the world we play in, which is sort of, you know, di- the digital world, so in, uh, digital marketing and, and sort of, you know, obviously that's had a huge impact on politics globally. Um, but thinking about, I suppose, looking forward and getting people more engaged, like do you, do you see the use of, obviously social media is quite polarising and it's probably... Yeah, probably had a negative impact, I think, in some of these um, areas potentially over the last few years. But do you see that as a, maybe a way of engaging, especially the younger generations, further? Like, if, if we got to a point where you know things like uh, voting or input could be put in and sort of on a more sort of polling way online. I don't. I think it's far too risky yeah. to have online polling Mm -hmm. only because i just don't think the technology is there to be able to safeguard i mean we we have people rorting the system when we're using pencil and paper so (laughs) let alone if they're going to be rorting it when there's people that are far far more clever than i am being able to hack in and Mm. you know watch through my laptop computer or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um i think social media and the internet is really good in engaging people but they only engage them for a short time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it goes back to that um, empathy that people have that um, Eurydice Dixon's death, for example, sure. um, people were outraged, but it's what, a week yeah. later? Mm-hmm. Not even? Mm-hmm. Where, where's the outrage? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I laughed when the um, Coney 20, whatever yeah, yeah. it yeah, was. Yeah, 2012, yeah. I think, yeah. And, and it went everywhere and I was like, have you found him yet? <laughs> you know, because the... Uh, it's one crazy week and then, yeah. yeah. They said, oh, we're going to make him so famous that he can't hide. Mm. To this day, I don't know, have they caught Coney? Maybe. I have no idea, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the point that I'm yeah. trying to make, that, okay, great, great that you're... You, you want to be involved, it spreads a little bit of awareness, but mm-hmm. how do you go that next step to yeah. keep that fire Yeah, 100%. Burning? Okay. Does it mean, do you personally use things like yeah, Twitter and Instagram then to kind of spread the word or is the party use that at all? We we try, but we're quite terrible at it. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> and self, self-confessed terrible at it because yeah. um, we don't have a lot of resources. Our, our office consists of four people, yeah, yeah. including me, including John. Um, and one is a trainee that is three days in yeah. at this stage. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we would love to... And I, I think it's great to go out and hear what people have to say what mm-hmm. they think even if you disagree it might raise something else that you haven't thought of before yeah okay mm. i think you know that attention span issue is is a big one and 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 the lack of i suppose you know research or you know just clickbaity headlines whatever you see you see one thing may not necessarily be true it may be a fraction of the truth and then you know people take that on face value they won't click in and read the article or click in and read the policy it's just you know, bam take that on face value and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's sort of a, you can just go off into all sorts of madness because people take things the wrong way and you know, read any comment section on any post. And it's, yeah, it's just crazy. It's, it's funny because on the way over, um, I was listening to the, the radio and the mayor of a country council, I can't remember which one, I think it might have been Alexandrina, he was complaining about the food truck legislation, which we were intimately involved with cool. mm-hmm. because 
John had the deciding vote on whether it got through or not. So basically the idea of the legislation was that um, councils had to have a policy on food trucks which allowed them in certain areas. You have to have a location plan um, and you have to have that publicly available and um, it can't be near... Um, like you have to think of things like rubbish and how it's going to impact on businesses and and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, And the country councils are now saying, well, this isn't fair because um, the bricks and mortar stores, they pay their rates and taxes all the time and it's going to take business away from them and we shouldn't be forced to have food trucks if we shouldn't want to. There's an enormous loophole in there where... It's the councils that actually put together the location plan. So if they don't want food trucks, you go, oh, you can go in between <laughs> like first and second streets. Um, yeah, in that little alleyway. Exactly yeah. right. Where there's going to be no foot traffic. And mm-hmm. if you are a smart food truck owner, you're not going to go down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if they genuinely don't know that or if they are playing that game that card to say oh no you know the government's forcing us to have food trucks and we're we're standing up for local businesses and Mm -hmm. they employ teenagers and you know it's um yeah it's an interesting psychological question as to whether they genuinely don't know or if they are um being willfully ignorant sure yeah (laughs) they they generally don't know (laughs) 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 what what was john's stance what was the vote uh he supported it he he supported it um because i pointed out to him that enormous loophole i said look this is so broad they're the ones that are going to say where the food trucks are going to be in their local council um and and it, it only affects council streets it doesn't affect the parklands and stuff so all the stuff that happens in vic square Mm -hmm. still carries on Mm -hmm. it would have had no impact on that whatsoever it's uh, topics like that kind of annoy me because it's sure i understand you know it's it's this disruption thing right it happens to everybody you know in business you know things things change yeah you know and and food trucks are are really good for the for the operators of the food truck they're good for the people um there's no reason why a restaurant can't go and buy a truck and put a food truck out there and capitalize mm. on it mm. um it's that kind of just reactionary like no i mean yeah it's i think you gotta think about both sides though yeah you're right like you know at the same time like it is good to have change in progress mm. but you got to kind of look after the people it's going to hurt in the short term at least as no, well. but you don't, I, I personally don't yeah. think you want to protect sort of you know dinosaurs if, yeah. they, if they're gonna die <laughs> in the short term that is yeah well one of the arguments that they put up in support of the food trucks was that there have been quite a few food truck businesses that have then converted over to bricks and mortar stores like several oh, yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they say, you know, it's a good way for um, people that want to have yeah. a go in the business to, yeah. to see if it's workable, if it is actually what they imagine it to be. Because I imagine a, a lot of the time they have this master chef fantasy and it doesn't sure. quite work out to yeah, it's, it's, the, yeah. the way it's, it's it is. It's a cheap way to sort of... Yeah. yeah. So I had a friend who um, had a, a nightclub on Hindley Street uh, just just before the small bars law came through. So 2008, I think. So I think they paid... $100,000 for their liquor license or whatever it was. Huge money. Mm. Um, and then basically got pushed out when, when that sort of laneway stuff happened. Um, and they were gutted. But, you know, and looking at it from their perspective, they like the fact that, you know, this new legislation has, you know, reinvigorated the city. Mm. Um, it was bad timing, I suppose. You know, so there is always going to be people that get, I suppose, let down by things. Mm. But... Uh, it's for the greater good. Potentially. Oh, 100%, yeah. Mm. And this is the problem that we have. Yeah, that, sure, sure. That you, you hear from people saying it's going to affect my I business. I can't imagine, actually. We, <laughs> we, we, we don't want to affect people's business, but then you look at the greater good yeah. and mm. um, try and make the best decision. I think, I mean, me personally in business, I think we always need to be on our toes and, and not mm. get too comfortable and, you know, be ready for what's around the corner because, you know, if you... If you're ready for it and you can sort of swing with the punches, then yeah, definitely. embrace it, you know, rather than freak out and complain like the taxi industry with Uber, you know, these, mm. these yeah, things there. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Uber Eats and Eat Now would impact the food truck industry as well. Mm. So it's, all, yeah, sure. it's all kind of impacting yeah, guess, each yeah, other, yeah. really. Mm. You think about think the, the food truck owners. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 so what other policies have you, have you worked on that have been sort of close to your, your heart? <sighs> What are we working on at the moment? Uh, it's been a very busy day, so my brain's a little bit scrambled. That's but fine. I did bring in the notice paper with me. Oh, <laughs> nice. Just in case, this is this is very. Uh, so, um, you know, the first the first priority that they've got is about healthcare. Yep. So the previous government brought in transforming health. And they also abolished um, all of the local boards that were looking after 
uh, hospitals and centralised the the administration of the hospitals. That has led to a lot of people being, I guess, disenfranchised in, in the hospital. So um, people saying, we know what's best for our local community. Yeah. Um, and so this government are putting the boards back. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> look, there's there are no new ideas. Everything yeah, is just a reinvention of the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This tram that's going down North Terrace, like John was born in 1937, yeah. um, and he says, I remember when the trams used to go all the way down to you know yeah. wherever Port everywhere. Adelaide or everywhere. Yeah. yeah so um, yeah, it's quite ironic. Oh. So really, was there a tram that went all the way down to Port? Yeah. There, and there was that there, everywhere. There was like okay. there, so along there, along Port Road or where O'Connell Street, Goodwood Road. Down Port Road, mm. uh, Bay, obviously. Up, oh, really? I think up onto the east. I of think Kensington, Anzac Highway Kensington as well. Road, I think he said. Oh Anzac wow! Yeah. There used to be a train line that went to Wollonga, yeah. like down straight down south through oh, to Victor wow. Harbour. Like there's heaps, yeah. of, heaps of infrastructure okay. that got so torn up in yeah. the torn it out and then well, in, the put it back in. in the seventies because <laughs> there, there was no demand for it. Yeah. So yeah. people people now go, oh, this is bloody ridiculous. But mm. I mean, if the demand wasn't there and the infrastructure was. No, and that, that that's the nature of this yeah. the politics, isn't it? Which but is the 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 conspiracy theorists, and I don't know how much this is true, but they say that Ooh. a lot of it was uh, pulled up because of lobbying from the petrol companies, yeah, sure. oh, uh, okay. big oil, oh. yeah. because like, they wanted everybody of, to have a car. <laughs> do we have a lot of South Australian conspiracy theorists. Well, is there a big scene? Um, <laughs> that look, doesn't surprise me at all. That sounds, that sounds about right. <laughs> I I feel like I've spoken to uh, a few conspiracy theorists. Yeah. And it's really hard because there's a very fine line between blatant incompetence and conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's mostly just people making mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like if, if somebody had said to me a few years ago, oh, look, um, I went in for chemo. They gave me the wrong dose. They didn't tell me. They then gave all of you the wrong dose mm. and then they tried to cover it up. I'd be like, nah. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But it happened and sure. people died as a result right. and mm-hmm. it's really terrible. And you, and you just think, okay, how do you balance up people that are maybe a little obsessed with the issue that they've been dealing with for the sure. past 10 years mm-hmm. um, and the people that are really genuine? It's, it's really difficult because you don't want to miss it because if they'd called our office and I was like, no, no, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it turns out it's true. It's, it's really terrible. Mm. Mm. And I think historically, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but there's a lot of conspiracy theories that do turn out to be to tr- you know, true. So it's uh, got to take everything really? with a grain of salt. Which ones? Yeah. Yeah. A, oh, lot. I can't a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any right now, but there's been a few. If I had a phone or... The a moon landing, that's week. probably one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had an interesting briefing a few, um, uh, I think it was last year, when they had the space conference here yep. and oh, they yeah. had um, all the industry leaders and a couple of astronauts come in and brief us about why uh, South Australia was particularly good to set up a mm-hmm. space industry mm-hmm. in. And they they set it up in a, a speed dating kind of way. So they had an expert and we all moved around into groups yeah. and they said, oh, wow. okay, ask ask the question. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about space. <laughs> and then um, we we're very lucky to have Andy Thomas as one of the participants. Mm-hmm. And you're oh, sitting okay. across an astronaut and you're like, what do you ask? What <laughs> What's space what's like? What's space like? <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat in space? <laughs> like, um, How do you go to the toilet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's all the things that you want to yeah, ask, yeah, but you yeah, know yeah. that yeah. to ask an intelligent Gotta question, it needs to be yeah. something a little bit more <laughs> than what, that. What's, what did you ask? I, I asked him, I said, um, because apparently South Australia is particularly good to, to set up a space industry. And I sure. said, is that because of geographical reasons or is that because of political reasons? Okay. Um, why is it Yeah, why mm. is it that South Australia is better than others? Yeah. Um, and he gave me an answer, which I can't, I, I profess, I, I, I can't say I entirely understood all yeah, of it. Sure. But, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I think it's really exciting. Mm. Um, and you, we learnt about space okay. and the amount of stuff that's up there. You guys mm. probably know more than yeah. me working in technology but um i think we were talking last time last sorry last week about all the space junk up there Mm. yeah crazy and space law it's a whole new space space law law. yeah yeah just who owns 
space oh, right, and what right, areas yeah. and apparently if you send something up you're meant to bring it back down and mm. it's not meant to interfere with mm. other things so if my space junk hits your space junk mm. then it's meant it's to liable. do something yeah, and right. yeah it's really fascinating mm. and that's why i love my job because we've gone from talking about health <laughs> to space <laughs> to trams yeah. everything that's yeah. pretty much what our <laughs> podcast is like <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to an interesting talk there's a couple of people talking um the other week, and they were talking about space and I suppose the future. They were talking about sort of Elon Musk's kind of dream of you know uh, populating Mars, which mm-hmm. is probably a long way off. But I think they were saying like a lot of big industry, so so mining, um, production, that kind of stuff. They're probably the first things that potentially can be moved, you know, off Earth into yeah. into space, mm. so you can do heavy, you know, from a looking after the Earth's yeah, you know, resources yeah. um, into space. Well, so it probably will be industrial too. You have, yeah, yeah, you have these sort of like weird industrial space hubs mm. just floating out there. And, you know, and what, and what law governs them? And, mm. you know, there's become these kind of lawless, yeah, true, yeah. Out, the outer worlds of, Whoa. you know. Slave camps. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's sort of approaching that, yeah. you know, yeah. the reality can, yeah, of that I, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can think about like the, um, the greater good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of surprising that more companies don't look into space travel I mean it's only just like Elon Musk and uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos or Amazon no oh, I think you'd be surprised no, I think oh, there's, really? there's a lot of money being pumped yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I guess you just hear about it even yeah. like yeah. very banal things like just like waste management you know mm. like, yeah. like you know, okay well let's just Put it up there. Uh, I'm not too sure. (laughs) 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 I I, I don't agree with it, but I'm sure sure people are thinking about it. Yeah. I'm sure people are thinking about it. I think as soon as it becomes like more economically viable, we're going to see and hear like a lot more of it. Like as soon as, yeah, like, you know, they find ways to send people and stuff into space cheaply. Mm. You can see like every company kind of doing it. Mm. A lot more common. Mm. Coming back down to earth a bit, um, the the previous government talked a lot about, you know, building SA as kind of a, a tech hub. And obviously that's something that's close to our hearts and, I suppose it's been talked about a lot, and like like the space program, people say SA is a great place to become the next tech tech mm. hub, right? It's low cost of living, mm-hmm. easy to get around, mm-hmm. um, and it, I don't really feel like it's happening. No, <laughs> nor do I. It's a great idea, it's and it can, great I, idea. I keep hearing it, but uh, I don't see it. No, <laughs> and I think um, I, I know up in Brisbane that they've sort of had well, the Queensland government's had similar kind of initiatives, but it seems like they've pumped more money into, especially the startup kind of. Um, community and and you can see the sort of the benefits of that whereas here it feels like it's sort of a lot of talk and then mm. not a lot of action mm. the money goes into mm. defense yeah mm. i mean yep. it's i mean it's really <laughs> perfect i mean i mean here's perfect because there's so much empty space that they could use i mean they can blast off as many rocks as they want <laughs> well that, that was the question that. that i asked Andy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. that's the thing i mean it's something we, you know obviously you're like gig city and things like this that are kind of happening which you know are, are great but it's i think a concerted effort to really focus on SA is kind of, you know, I think that needs to come from, you know, top down and really be champion as opposed to kind of just a conversation But hasn't piece. it come from top down? Well, yeah, but it hasn't really been action. Yeah. And I think that's the, that as, well, I mean, I see it in my job every day. It's, sure. it's how it's actioned. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, he, I heard a lot of announcements. I saw nothing back end so usually when there's an announcement there's some kind of legislation or something will cross my desk nothing oh no 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 i lie um at the at the end of at the end of last year they were they wanted us to pass a law in parliament where um the government would have the ability to switch off certain laws for certain people if they okay. wanted to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, the mm. and, and just bear with me while I try to remember mm-hmm. what the, the details were. So, essentially, if you were a tech company yeah. and, oh, driverless cars is sure. a good example yeah. where um, they needed to change the law specifically so that they could do the trials for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said, well, that was a lot of work. So, instead of going through parliament every time, how about we just pass a law saying that we can just switch off whatever laws we want whenever we like. Um, and, um, yeah, and uh, to, to assist people do business. Mm-hmm. Seems like a bit of a loophole. Uh, yeah. It's very risky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> like very, very, like in, in theory. With good intentions. Sure. I, can, yeah, yeah. I can understand it. Yeah, it's for the greater good. Yeah. And <laughs> when, <laughs> Until it's in the wrong hands. <laughs> when, we, when we asked about the safeguards and the reporting and whether, you know, if Parliament... If, if you switched off a law and Parliament was like, well, no, no, you should really switch mm. that back on. <laughs> Are there mechanisms to do that? Mm-hmm. And they said, so. oh, no, no, not really. And we're like, okay, all right, we, yeah. we have a few problems with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't really know what they can do to, I suppose, you know, stimulate that, mm. that, that part of the economy or bring people in. But I suppose, see, that's kind of an extreme version of it. But, you know, you know, things like that where you sort of, you know, this is an open community that's willing to, it, you know, embrace mm. whatever technology mm. it might be or the communities. But, yeah, I mean... It would be good for Adelaide. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Though. No, and I, I asked the question today when we had the briefing on the payroll tax exemptions. Yeah. I said, are you aware of any companies that have said that they will come to South Australia now because we have these payroll yeah, tax sure. exemptions? Mm-hmm. They said no. I said, have you heard of any companies that will not be leaving South Australia? <laughs> sure. They said no. And they said, look, we, we hope that that's the intention, mm-hmm. um, but whether that actually you know, comes, comes out... Mm. Who knows? I feel like you know a, a strategy would be to, to literally bid as as a state to try and get you know one one big one you know get get mm. you know Google's HQ I know they're mm. looking looking around something like that because you, you get one big fish and then the rest you know follow hopefully yeah yeah um, but yeah I don't know how that works how, I don't how you manage that I don't I don't know either <laughs> last I heard that they you know apparently you get people's attention by tweeting at them um, <laughs> sure so. with seven followers yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I think like I mean, social media is it, it's a it's a weird one, especially in politics. Like I, I, mm. I, I couldn't imagine having to run a campaign. You know, it's and you end up having to just fight dirty. I think mm. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, we said I think it's still that engagement as well. Like you said, it's very short term. It's difficult yeah. to kind of have like a a proper conversation. conversation. Yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. And how much you engage with people mm. as well, because everybody's always going to have their opinions. Yeah, but. Um, you know, if somebody, if you ask for, what do you guys think of this? Mm. And then people give their opinions. Do you then engage and say, well, okay, that's a good point, but what about this? And uh, mm. like, it's... I feel like it's super hard to educate people on social media. Yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, people individually are yeah. willing to learn and change their opinion, but it's just not a good platform for it. And do you know the, the, the number of people that call our office and are really angry about something? Mm. They say, oh, we heard that John, you know, supported this or didn't <laughs> support this. And then you, you have a chat and you say, well, okay, that, that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Let me explain the reason why we made our decision. And they go, oh, oh okay, yeah, well, yeah. I agree with that then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but at least they take the time to call and to yeah, find sure. out, which I love. It's better than people that complain about things and then don't, don't do up. anything, yeah. don't follow up, don't, don't take any action to try and learn more about mm. it um i i'm actually really grateful to the people that call and are and are really angry because it, at least they're engaged yeah sure <laughs> mm. I, I think on that level like coming back to kind of a, a local level so rather than sort of say like major parties going out and broadcasting that you know if 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 local politicians can have more a conversation with their community you know, about actually what they care about and what they want to do and, and not just on sort of a you know campaign sort of mm. level but actually like like all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, it is that sporadic kind of every two years, every four years. Yeah. Duh, 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 and all yeah. of a sudden you're hearing about, late, I'm, I'm down south in Madison's and they're, you know, Labor talking about the Southern Expressway, which has been mm. built for five years. Where, mm. oh, we got the expressway done. It's like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think things. both sides were claiming yeah, responsibility for it. You both built a one-way expressway to start with. <laughs> and you both fixed it 12 years later, later 15 yeah. years later. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that too. I'd love to have the resources to be able to do it. Sure. I'm always open to, to ideas how we can do it better yeah um yeah because i find it really interesting talking to people and hearing their views about things that i'm waist deep in at, at work yeah. um yeah it's i think i think it's great would absolutely love to engage people more i mean so. how do you kind of find that balance you said like you know when you creating these laws you really like to look at the opinion of the people and as you know experts as well like you kind of have different processes you use to no everyone's a person yeah you just talk to them yeah just it doesn't matter if i'm talking to you know joe blogs on the street or if i'm talking Mm -hmm. to the premier they're all people yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. do you find yourself conflicted very often personally uh no because i I advise, <laughs> I, it, it's taken me a few years to not get worked up about this. My, sure. my job, my title <laughs> is an advisor. Sure. It's not an arguer. Mm. So um, I give my advice to John. If he disagrees, he's the boss, sure. ultimately. Mm. He, he makes the decisions. Sure. Most of the time he listens to me. Sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes I worry about 
the outcome, the backlash that we're making the wrong decision. But I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I've done my job to (laughs) advise them and and that's it. Um, Somebody I was speaking to about uh, Melania Trump's jacket, you know, recently, and and they said, where were her advisors? And I said, no, 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 that's the thing though. They're advisors. And if she just said, no, I'm going to wear this jacket, there's not a lot that you can do. What are you going to do? Pin her down and take off her clothes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like the Trump advisors have got a whole lot of cut through there. (laughs) (sighs) I'm very glad I don't have that job. (laughs) It would be horrible. It would be really horrible. It'd be so stressful. Um, And from what I understand, there's a very high turnover in that office. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And a lot of, I think, people that are just doing it for the... uh, prestige mm. or whatever you know is there prestige in it though oh, some people would think so are yeah, you I guess impressed some would by think so. being like if you met trump's advisor no. <laughs> is that impressive no, be, be know, a fun story i don't know probably the word. <laughs> <For> later <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's like uh, a, i mean it's like a sitcom almost because yeah. my i mean my dad listens to like fox news every morning like, why i don't know i don't oh, really? yeah like like not listen to australian politics he listens to american politics mm. he listens to fox news every morning yeah every morning like it's, it's like definitely trump, like a trump trump massive like screaming people screaming these days yeah yeah exactly yeah. i know other people that are far more interested in american politics than mm. they are in mm. australian mm. politics yeah. <laughs> yeah lots of people oh, and i think that's a thing but it, yeah. it, it is that kind of spotlight and that kind of uh, mm. you know the, the tv appeal the sort of entertainment mm. appeal mm. which is yeah, it's worrying, really, because mm. I think it would be great to get people more interested in in local politics, yeah. and mm. and you know, like you said before, that there is actual change that can be affected if people are out there actually having their voice heard. Yeah, but all of us are sitting there watching <laughs> Fox, Fox News. News. Fox News. Shouting well, much. personally, yeah. I quite yeah. like following the uh, politics of Venezuela. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I got into you know, Venezuelan <laughs> politics for a bit years ago, and, and you know, like Israel and Gaza. It's like, wh- H- have you actually been following the stuff in Venezuela? No, not, re- not recently. Oh, okay, you know, right. Like Chavez it's times. Cr- Crazy. Oh, really? What's happening now? Oh, so the last that I, I was looking into it, which was a few months ago, there was a political uprising. They had locked up the opposition leader. Sure. And um, the, the guy who was in charge, whose name escapes me at the moment, but um, he was basically killing students who were out protesting that he was undemocratic um, <laughs> every day and hundreds of people had died. Um, the vice president who was aligned with him changed their position. No, 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 even better. She, I think she snuck into um, parliament by hiding in the boot of a car because wow. she wanted to get some documents. And, and then they found her and then she switched sides and said, no, this is actually really terrible. Mm-hmm. There was an ex-military or ex-policeman who stole a helicopter and oh, fired yeah. at the parliament. Oh, wow. um, they also Whoa. had government-sanctioned um, vigilante groups that went into parliament and started hitting people beating people with sticks and it's like this is ridiculous and they're saying oh no no it's all democratic and it all comes down to um basically they they wanted to introduce another house of parliament i understand um but it was only going to be controlled by the president and um basically it was just another way (laughs) for the president to hold on to power yeah um and everybody was protesting against that Mm. so uh, yeah, Venezuelan uh, politics oh, wow. very different to South Australian politics. Sounds like a more local engagement. You just gotta up the drama. Yeah, <laughs> okay, buy <some> yeah. <laughs> start beating the scary people up. Part about those countries like Venezuela or in Egypt is you know the, the, these uprisings happen and the people you know get behind things and then it just feels cyclical again. It mm. feels like the same thing. Like it sounds very similar to you know Chavez's you know mid nineties. Yeah. They you know busted into parli- mm. parliament, took over the, and then you know all of a sudden mm. Chavez is kind of a dictator yeah. fifteen years later. Yeah. Um, same thing in Egypt. It's, yeah, it's yeah, but I understand this guy took over from Chavez, and the reason why he at least did some things for the poor. Yeah, sure. Whereas this guy has just um, bled the country dry, yeah, sure. and people are starving to death, and they can't afford to like what was a dollar. I understand is now like a really? hundred and fifty dollars to buy Jeez. milk or rice, yeah, and yeah. and even if you had the money, there's no supplies there. Mm. Um, so it's it's quite terrible. Yeah. Mm. It'd be, I mean, it'd be hard. To stop too because you think about like the kid like the kids in this generation would see this mm. and then when they grow up they'll probably just do the same thing again mm. Mm. it's scary though i mean obviously you know we do live in a lucky country but you know things can change and they can escalate quickly yeah. so mm. i mean 
probably a good reason to keep abreast of yeah <laughs> be engaged yeah, on top of it. yeah definitely mm. and one of the issues that i have with engagement is a lot of time a lot of the time people find out about things too late yeah um, okay. yeah and they 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 call up and they say oh we heard that there's this change it's like okay yep that went through a few months ago yeah. um it would have been really good i would have loved to have spoken to mm. you before mm. um but it's way too late. Yeah, yeah, it is way too late. But you can always make cha- you can usually make changes. You can oh, usually okay, make cool. changes, whether it's supported by parliament or not, is yeah. is another matter. Um, <laughs> but it, pretty much you can change anything. We just can't change money bills. So any anything um, that has an impact on revenue, we can't we can't change that. So mm-hmm. if we say, oh, we should want to slash all speeding fines by fifty percent, can't mm-hmm. like actually physically can't do mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. How much pressure do you think it would take from the general public to, to really impact uh, you know, legislation locally? Like if, if, if 50,000 people are out, and, and let's say it's not you know, an environmental court, that's something like you know, Save the Bite or something like this, but it's you know, uh, a fairly banal legisl- the food truck thing, right? Mm. And 100,000 people are out on uh, North Terrace mm. saying like, right, no, we want food trucks. Mm. Is that going to change things, do you think? I would hope so for, for certain issues. Yeah. But one example that I use all the time is the closure of the Repat Hospital. Yeah, sure. We had war veterans sleeping on the steps of Parliament yep. for months mm. in winter. Yeah, so. And the government ignored them, mm. wouldn't even meet with them. Wow. And I'm like, that's pretty disgusting. It <laughs> like is. That's, that's really bad. Um, and so, you know, people talk about protests and whatever else i think it it does depend on what the issue is because if it's something Mm. like food trucks you would think that people would listen um but when governments have an agenda and they have major policies that they've they think that they have a mandate because they went to the election on um it's a lot harder to change their minds Mm. so what are the biggest things that people you know just like normal general people like us could do to kind of affect legislature oh okay (laughs) so the biggest thing is contacting your member of parliament Mm. or all members of parliament Mm. but if you guys are are all passionate about one thing Mm. don't just copy and paste because you know what i'll read it once and then i'll read the first lines i'm like oh it's exactly the same Mm. so if you've got new content down the bottom most likely it won't even get read you just write something short saying i support this i don't support this these are my two cents that is the most effective way. Sure, Keep yeah. it short, sharp and shiny. And then you can say, oh, look, well, we've actually been contacted by 50 people that mm. are really passionate about this. Yeah. You know, mm. um, it doesn't always change our minds, but yeah. it ma- at least makes us think about it. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Would That's you say awesome. does it doesn't matter the way you contact them, like email or phone? Uh, I, I don't think it really matters. Email mm. is easy for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, phone is good because there's that personal connection. Mm. Um, either way, but just getting get engaged. Yeah, <laughs> mm. Don't just copy and paste those. Don't uh, copy and paste. Yeah, because yeah. mm. there's a lot of that going around. So, yeah, yeah. copy and paste this. Yeah. People even set that up too. They're like, you believe in this cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Get this thing, put in yeah. your email address and submit it and it kind of goes through, which yeah. it's easy to do, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And people, I know that it's effective because um, it is easy, mm. but then... Also, it's not effective from our end because it's so easy, and it's like, well, you yeah. just all you did. I know you it's didn't like putting put a name on a thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, mm. petitions also. I don't know. I have a bit of an issue with petitions because yeah, sure. people put a lot of time and effort into petitions. Mm. It literally gets about twenty seconds um, in Parliament, and that's it. Mm. So, um, when a pe- petition is presented, they say. Um, the president says, oh, are there any petitions? And you stand up and you say, oh, I have a petition signed by um, 14,000 people saying that all cars should be blue. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. walk up, you present it, that's it. So you could mm-hmm. present that petition sure. 50 times and say, I have a petition signed by four people mm-hmm. saying that all cars should be blue. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you say, I have a petition <laughs> signed by... 10 people, two people, whatever it may Uh be, I believe that would probably be more effective than one petition with, you know, 150 signatures. Okay, sure, yeah. Mm. And it's not as... I mean, it depends on how many you get because 150,000 as opposed to 10,000, that that really does speak volumes, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the time that you actually get 
in Parliament about that is a very minimal Pretty unless small, yeah. unless a member chooses then to stand up and talk about it and say, look, you know, 150,000 people have mm-hmm. signed this for blue cars and mm-hmm. this is why and we should listen to them. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everybody's going to listen to that one person, but at least it, it keeps so them uh, going. 2,000 people in every constituency had written well-written, short, sharp emails to their MPs, that would have much more effect. Much mm. more effect, okay. yeah. Good to know. If nothing else, because you come in and you're like, why do I have 500 <laughs> emails? Yeah, sure. Like, what is going on? Yeah, um, yeah and I, I, I make a joke because I went to... Spam, spam. Yeah. <laughs> do you personally go to the inbox? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's only four of us, so yeah, we yeah. all monitor the <laughs> inbox, but... Um, the I, I went to a vegan festival a few years ago. I'm not a vegan, but I, I went to a vegan festival a few years ago and there was a sausage sizzle being run by Animals Australia. Mm-hmm. It was the longest I have ever waited for a sausage. I'm like, I don't understand how is this taking so long? I don't understand. You can run a militant email campaign and get 5,000 emails to me overnight, yet... You can't get bread and sausage and onion and sauce <laughs> and give it to me yeah, in a timely manner. In like, I don't understand. No, they were all done. I don't. I don't. I still don't know the answer to that. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think of funny yeah. things. <laughs> just, just sausages. Christos yeah. a vegan. I can say that. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I am a vegan. Are you? Yes, I am. Have you experienced a a sausage sizzle? I went to the Shemuzzle. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the vegan fest last year. I was very, very vegan, very hippie. Did you uh, go to Plant Four on the weekend? There was something. No, uh, I didn't get to go to that actually. No, yeah. no, I go so every now bit. Someone said the same thing. It was packed and it was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They sold out of stuff. A lot like of hippies. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. Are you um, a militant vegan? I don't think so. You don't think, think so? I don't. Uh, you, I mean, you guys tell me. He's not militant uh, and he preaches. No, like he's, yeah, oh, I, I think very he, preachy, he yeah. observes yeah. it himself, but right. yeah, not like... He doesn't force it upon but, us. Okay, all right. And I that's and that's the important thing. Like, I, I think so. Everybody <laughs> can have their own opinions about yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But as if you try and force it down my throat, you're mm-hmm. going to face yeah. resistance. <laughs> because if I'm curious, I'll ask. But um, yeah, well, I think it's yeah. the best approach with like just issues in general as well. Mm. Like I think as sure. soon as you start trying to force yeah. your opinions, whatever it is, then people mm. kind of get defensive and kind of back Absolutely. off. You just kind of have to wait for people to ask you questions and yeah. explain it that way. Yeah. yeah. Someone I was talking to when I was over in Sydney was saying there's a, a lot of uh, vegetarians and vegans at the workplace, but they were like, yeah, like brutal. Sort of coming in, like you know, like oh, we're le- you know just. Sort of getting up in people's faces, sort of. Really, like yeah. harassing the people. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean by militant yeah. vegan. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think but as well. I think when that happens, you kind of have the exact opposite effect on people. You know, yeah. they go like, "Oh, these bloody vegans." Just Whereas like having a, you know, like a conversation <laughs> where you, it's exactly yeah. the same thing we we're talking about before. Yeah. I think it's that that polarizing effect. You mm. know, there's, yeah, yeah. There's you kind of choose this team or this team. There's yeah. definitely some very good arguments around vegetarianism anyway I think the popularity is growing as well of veganism and vegetarianism yeah. Yeah. So, yeah definitely in Australia as well for yeah sure. yeah it's becoming easier mm. I mean I haven't eaten well that's meat. the biggest part I think yeah for me personally just the ease yeah we're just finding so you're a lazy vegan <laughs> big time just a lazy everything <laughs> <laughs> you're not a lazy developer are you Christo <laughs> oh, no ex- except for that <laughs> <laughs> it's the one part of yeah. your life that you, you focus on <laughs> does eat nuts a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome well um, I think we've got to head out for uh, Mel's birthday drinks so yep. let's, um, thanks so much for coming down no Debbie. problem yeah, really good chat thanks yeah. really <laughs> thank you see you guys <laughs> thank you see ya Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, that was a really interesting chat. Do you guys enjoy that? I did very much. What yes. was your favourite part, Nick? When we launched into space. About the space part? Yes. Didn't talk about dinosaurs, though. No, that would be too far in the past, I think. Like the future? Yes, I'm a futurist. You're a futurist? Yes. Hmm. I analyse the predict futures. <laughs> all right, well, if you, uh, if you enjoyed that at all, or any of Nick's futurist... Uh, predictions mm-hmm. you can uh, check out a whole bunch of other podcasts on uh, where, where are we itunes we're on uh itunes or the podcast app on iphone we're on soundcloud stitcher stitcher and we're on uh, Castbox now as well when's spotify gonna buddy accept us yeah, uh, who cares about spotify well just like jenny said it get out there and, and rally and email spotify and say you want digital i presents on spotify mm, mm-hmm. i like it do that brilliant cheers guys bye see ya bye